welcome to another exciting episode of the Saturday Shade. I'm your host, Nana Kabute. And uh, today's topic is very interesting, and I think a lot of people can relate to it. And I tell people, everyone has their own definition, okay? So today's topic is actually talking about men vulnerability, okay? And is it a weakness? And to talk about this, I have some awesome people here as well to help me with that. We have Charlie Dior on this podcast for the first time. We have Taylor and we have Raven. So welcome, you guys, to today's episode. I'm ready to get into it. But listeners and viewers at home, don't forget to join the conversation on Twitter, SSWDNKabute, Instagram, Saturday Shade, and do not forget to hashtag Saturday Shade as well. So my awesome people, what do you think about this topic? Male vulnerability. Is it a weakness? I want to hear y'all's take on that. I think that the first thing I think of when I think of male vulnerability is are they themselves seeing it as a vulnerability or is it somebody else putting it on them? And then is it vulnerability or is it insecurity? Because when I think of male vulnerability, and of course I'm not a male, so I can only think of the experiences I've had or seen with men, a lot of the stuff that I would call being vulnerable or them not being comfortable being vulnerable were actually like insecure moments, Mm. more so than vulnerability. Okay, ooh, she just dropped that part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't see it as a weakness, but I think also people assume like male vulnerability is just um, like being able to be emotional or talk about your feelings and all of that stuff, which, yeah, that is one aspect of it. Um, but part of the way I got into this, because I wasn't supposed to be in this conversation. <laughs> but, but you got it. <laughs> I got to was because Kabute brought it up to me. And I said, oh, have you checked, uh, checked out Justin Baldoni? He's from the Jane the Virgin uh, TV show. And his whole thing is about, you know, tearing down the male stereotypes of like what it means to be a man. Um, and for him, he would talk about how, you know, the way he is working on himself is doing things like not constantly interrupting people, you know, especially like the woman in his life. Like he was like, why is my wife getting mad at me? Oh, she's getting mad at me because I keep interrupting her. Like let her speak, let her say things. Um, And then just kind of, you know, part of it is allowing him himself to express his feelings and be emotional in the moment. Um, But I think there's definitely a lot more than just the emotions part. And that's one thing that I've liked about following him. So I think it's also important for women to kind of be aware of it as well, especially if we have sons that we're going to be raising or are raising or kind of what to expect out of our partners and how to support them in being more vulnerable. Um, because it's definitely something that society wise, you have to break down. Um, so it's just kind of interesting where you, I've kind of learned, like, it's not just about the emotions and opening up. There's a, a lot more to it. I also feel like for the sake of this conversation, we also have to break down what just being a man is, right? Like if we are saying um, somebody's a man, what does that mean? And also being vulnerable, what does that mean? And I feel like um, to be vulnerable means you you are allowing other people to see who you are, right? It can be good, it can be bad, it can be ugly, but just breaking out, breaking down that wall and allowing people to see who you are. Personally, I don't like being vulnerable because other people use that, tend to use that against you when you're vulnerable, mm. right? Yeah. And for me, it's also like, I'm scared to disappoint people with my vulnerability. So when I, maybe I, I can tell you what I'm afraid of and that might disappoint you. Like, oh, Charlie, I thought you were, you know, this confident person, but you're afraid of the dark. 
like, and all of a sudden, like you are looking at me in a certain way. So, I mean, I feel like being vulnerable for me is a weakness because I don't, I don't want people to see that side of me at all. Maybe I'm doing that to protect myself, but that's, 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 that's how I okay. feel. Okay. I, I like what everyone said. And I think, you know, for the most part, most people think when you're kind of like, you are being open, just, you know, very sensitive, all the stuff, they think it's weak because I'm sure everyone has heard it before. Men do not cry. Mm-hmm. That's a goddamn yeah. lie. Okay. That's a lie. Men do cry. That doesn't make you weak. Mm-hmm. You, we all humans. I feel like there's this perception about a man has to be like the rock. No, no, the hell not. They don't have to. And I think people just try to follow all that. Like, oh, I, I need to be strong. And sometimes it's like you killing yourself. Like you don't even realize, but you're actually putting yourself in a very bad state. Where sometimes, like mentally, it's not healthy for you. You don't have to be hard. Like people, you have to. You, you can be as confident as you are. You don't have to be. Listen, you got to be yourself, pretty much. But I think the biggest thing about vulnerability, based on what you and Charlie are saying, right, um, and even when you're talking about it's not just emotions, is that people have to know themselves and be comfortable with themselves first. Yeah. So I know, for example, I'll see guys who might approach me, like trying to flirt with me or other women, right? Or maybe I want to talk to a guy and, you know, and, and things just don't go well. And one of the things might be, oh, you know, they they have this like this this barrier like you're talking about like this wall of protecting themselves but then the reasoning behind it might be so stupid to me or so simple to mm-hmm. me but for them it's a big thing like i like you say being a rock i know guys who won't who don't even feel good about themselves unless they have money like yeah okay so i didn't i didn't get paid this week or i didn't get my hair cut this week so Oops, i'm just going for a few days and I mean, I get the haircut. The haircut, you know, I'm like, hey, what's up? (laughs) No, that's that's a simple fix. But a lot of times it's like just something as small as showing up in a space like, hey, you know, let's go to the park. And you're not trying to spend money, but it's still like, oh, I don't have money on me. I don't have my wallet. And it's just like you see the way it tears down. So I think that I don't necessarily feel like men have an issue with being emotional. I have a I think that men have an issue with being accountable for their emotions or knowing like where they come from. Cause I know tons of guys who can break down, who can cry, who can express themselves. But if you say, why are you upset? It's like, I'm mad, but, but why? And, and that's like something I feel like women maybe we've had practice with, mm-hmm. or maybe um, we had to figure out on our own cause no one was going to sit and ask us why. So we had to ask ourselves. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> but a lot of guys, but, but, but let's dig deeper though. So why is that? Why is it that men are not allowed to express those emotions? Most of the time, we are not being taught that way. You know, from birth, you know, if a, if a boy is crying, like you said, um, society or their mom or their dad would be like, "Don't cry. Why are you crying? You know, wipe those tears. You know, a man is not supposed to cry." We are being taught as a, as a man to be strong, to not show emotions because emotions equals weakness, you know? So it goes deeper than that. You know, if, if a man is not showing all those emotions, it's just because they don't know how we were not, they were not taught that yeah, way. I would say in my family, actually, the how. I'm sorry. Also, and I was going to say, that's the biggest issue I see is more like the how It's not whether they do or yeah. not. It's like, how do I communicate that I'm upset without ghosting? Which is, women do too. How do I communicate I'm upset without, you know, throwing a little tantrum? Like, mm. I know some people who they'll be like, I'm fine. 
I'm not mad. I'm like, but you're. I'm, I'm the fine. actions are showing you are mad. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Okay, you know? I'll give you all. <laughs> yeah, and you. Know, I think sometimes it depends on where your upbringing. Because I grew up in the home okay. where you know, I mean, we're taught how like show emotions and all this stuff. So honestly, for me, it's different. You know, I can be, I can cry and all this stuff. I'm good to go. Something, but I realized when I went to yeah, the boarding that's, school. That's also, do you feel like that's also like a like a strength to be crying all the time? I don't want any, I don't want well, any person, either a, a, a woman or a man, crying all the time. I oh, feel like it, want that. Also, <laughs> I feel like it's also like it's balance. That's um, what I was gonna say next. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a balance. It's balance. So to be able to have that balance in your life, I don't want anybody around me yeah. that would be crying. Yeah, I mean, I was you know, in my balance, and I mean, it's very good. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I can handle whatever, but you know, you're not gonna see me cry every freaking day. Like, what the hell? I mean, damn, my eyeballs are probably gonna pop out. Like, sometimes you just need a good cry. That's really what it is. Like, because I remember one time it was over something silly, but it was just you need a good cry, things. some Kleenex, like yeah. cry all day, <laughs> <laughs> like really. Well, yeah, but it's just like sometimes you just need a good cry though, and like let out all the emotions, especially because like I'm the type of person I let things build up. So sometimes I just gotta like go to my room, cry it all out, and then I come back and I'm ready to like get stuff done. Yeah, actually, I call it coming to Jesus moment because I need to. Because <laughs> if not, I'm probably gonna be throw my hands, okay? Yeah. And in, in this modern day and era, I'm not trying to throw my hands to nobody. And get in trouble, which is probably the only reason we don't do it. But yeah. <laughs> better off. I mean, but it's good because I know when I went to the borders with some people where, I mean, it was just this persona, people like trying to be hard and tough and I'm like, who, who And I think it comes back to the whole thing about knowing who you are. Like, I know so many guys who are confident in themselves. And it's like, going back to when you say emotions and vulnerability or like, you know, what we associate with being men, that's a very cultural thing because what I saw, you know, as a black American woman versus like Ghanaian or either like white or whatever is that we were kind of taught to support black men or support men in general in a way that we allowed them to to be weak without letting them know that they were being weak, right? Mm. So we're gonna allow you to be emotional, but we don't wanna let you know that you are. Whereas when I was in Ghana, you know, I have friends that, you know, will get upset and start crying and ask for a hug. And it's and nobody judges them. They just laugh and then they get a hug or they, you know, they shake their hand and somebody gives them food and they feel better and it's over. Not the food. <laughs> Literally, anytime somebody food, oh, I just need something to eat. I'm not, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, this, this, and this. And it's like, it's a simple way, like you get like a small act of kindness, whereas here it's like, I think the, like going to the point I'm trying to make, I think that the people around them, like, for example, if you start crying, I wouldn't even know what to do. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean, because sometimes people be crying. I'm like, oh, so what do I do next? Like, what oh, you want me to do? <laughs> and it's bad, like, but it's like. In some cultures, like if my son starts crying, I offer him something like, oh, I make, you need a hug? Do you want food? You know? Like the other day he fell on a trampoline and he had a black eye, but it didn't, you know, it doesn't always come up fast. And I was like, oh, put some spit on. I was like, no, he's upset. Something's really going on. They're like, oh, he's just, well, I was like, well, whatever you want to say, I don't really care because my child, you know, then the next day everybody's apologizing because they saw his eyes like black because apparently one of the kids bumped into him. But what if we skip past that part and just say, hey, are you okay? Do you need a moment? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of people actually missing that, that, that phrase, are you okay? You know, and yeah. you know what? This is America. So I realized 
that word is very triggering to some people as well. Okay. As, yeah. Especially yeah. to black men is like, are you okay? It's like, yo, calm down. So it's like, but then again, I was talking about, it's, it's about the tone and where you say it. I you think know. the thing is when we talk about people who are vulnerable or who aren't vulnerable, those people are usually the ones with a lot of insecurity, not, not, not vulnerable. Like, Oh, I'm going to tell every stranger my business. No, but I mean, in your very intimate relationships, like your partner, your mom, or like whoever you're close to and you have a relationship with, regardless of what the title is. Right. Those are the people who you should be able to be vulnerable with. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I might ask a friend of mine who I have a good relationship with, Hey, are you okay? Or even I might say it in a certain tone. Right. And they'll get it. But then I might just be walking around and I see somebody struggling. Hey, you okay? What you mean? Am I okay? And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need you to stop projecting. I was just asking. Um, I guess I should have had a good relationship with you before I expressed concern. But a lot of that too is like, people are so used to people always wanting something that it's like, do you really care? Or are you trying to trick me? That's a question. Do you really care? Uh, What do you want? Like, what do you want in return? What do you want in return? When people ask like, oh, how are you? It's like, do you really want to know? Or do you just want to hear me say, oh, I'm doing good. Thanks. How are you? And oh, wow. you say that every day. Do you really want to know? Or do you want to hear what I should tell you? I yeah, think- exactly. That part, yeah. There's been times where I've told people how I really am. And just in their response, I can tell that's not what they were looking for. And it's just like, well, then why'd you ask how I was? <laughs> because I was telling you. And I thought we were good enough friends that I could tell you how I am. So, I And I think, you know, most of us actually, it's, I mean, I think in general, when we ask people like, how are, like, how's your day? And everything, we expect them to say, oh, it's going well. But it's not always that sometimes you will say, listen, I've had a bad day. is isn't rough. This and this and this happened. But it's like when people started like expressing themselves, you're like, oh. That's too much of drama. No, you ask them, how was your day? Yeah. And they're trying, literally trying to tell you, this is what <laughs> happened. Boundaries. Like, I know for a fact that, like, when people know me, like, if I'm talking to you and you say, how are you? I'm like, oh, do you want me to say good or you want to know how I really am? And if somebody says they want me to say good, I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> you know, I don't get mad about it. Moving, yeah. And, and, and people laugh. But when it I also depends on how the person asks the well, question, the like, tone. That's what I tell you. Like, tone is very important to me. Yeah, it's the tone. Like, so the tone how are you? Is, yeah. Like, but no, like, how are you? Are you? And really, some people like, are really toned. That's, that's no matter what you do, it's like they're gonna they're gonna lash out. It's, so yeah, it's happen. like it's all right here. Yeah, I also wanted to say that when it comes to being vulnerable, there is an advantage and of course a disadvantage of it. Um, I remember I took a trip with a friend. Um, shout out to Ola, and we <laughs> took a. Like, we've been friends for, like, 10 years. And yeah. up to that trip, that friendship was always has always been, like, surface. Like, you know, what, what you're wearing, it, it, it has never been that deep. deep. And okay. I remember on, on the trip, I was very, like, I, you know, those walls came down. I was very real to her, very vulnerable to her. And it has made our friendship really strong since then you know so i think if people get into themselves and you know share a little bit of themselves to the people around them it makes the french the friendship really really strong you know and some of the disadvantages like right now i'm scared that if i get into like a fight with ola maybe she might throw it back at me you know so it's i don't know it's it's really weird it is, and I get it. And I was, I, I've said this about that. Like sometimes you don't really know how you're going to react until yes. you are in that moment. We can say all we want to say. Because I'll be right. Because I've seen people do that on Love and Hip Hop and all those Real Housewife shows. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 
You I tell them things in confidence, and then they, 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 you know, they throw it back at you on okay. Mad Day. So okay, let me see. I hope none of the producers or whatever of these shows watch me or see this. But I'm gonna say <laughs> so. This, this is what usually happens on those. Well, kind of things. Like, let me so lean for, in. Like, so for example, let's say Charlie and Raven used to be friends, like back in the day. You know, blah blah blah. They, they're not friends anymore. Okay, and Charlie ends up being on Love and Hip Hop. You know, Raven is not on the show. Cool, whatever. We need a storyline to build upon. We need something to talk about. So for some reason, maybe whoever is, I'm not going to say the title because I've actually read the title several times and I still do. So people, will be, whoever is working as the title position or whatever, right, will figure out, oh, Charlie and Raven are not friends. It has nothing to do with the show, but the show is about reality, right? So mm-hmm. we will reach out to you, Raven, and be like, hey, we want to have you on this episode. You know, you're going to like, confront like Charlie you guys have issues you know bring out the dirt yeah so Charlie has no idea all he knows is he's actually filming let's say today at five o'clock maybe in a restaurant that's all he knows he doesn't know anything else pop up on you so what's going to happen is as soon as Charlie sets off on his house and you also set off right usually they'll have you probably sit in the restaurant first waiting for Charlie so they'll film you leave your house blah 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 get to a restaurant and they'll do the same for Charlie but because Charlie is the actual one on the show, all the cameras and everything will stay on him for the longest time before he gets there. And the first reaction he sees, like, that when he sees you, is what happens on TV. So usually those are not scripted. It's like, because you know you have an issue with this person for so long and see this person in front of you. Then you're like, what the hell? You're going to do this on camera? It's like your reaction. So that's how those storylines are being built. I know we were talking about, like, a scripted and stuff. Uh, whatever. But honestly, that's how we we get those reactions because it comes yes. out naturally, you know, and it's like, you probably be upset. You want to like fight. And sometimes they do cuss the producers and stuff out, you know, but guess what? We cut that part out. So you don't, you're really not going to see the part where they're actually cussing out the producers and all that stuff. So that is how, you know, it happens and it's hard, but I'm not going to go too deep into that anyway. So. But I think what you're talking about now, think- though, I'm going, oh, good. I oh, know. It's okay. You finish. I'll go next. <laughs> it's just like what, because I've been dealing with someone personally who has this issue, which is why I want to be on the show. Because like maybe I can learn something. The floor is yours. Um, Let me step back. And it's then like talk. going back to it, right? Like so, if you and Ola are really friends, right? Oh, you remember her <laughs> You are in love with yourself and you own it, and then she's an actual friend, not someone who you should be concerned about. She would not go that low, you know. And I think that's the okay. biggest thing people don't realize. I've seen like, people go low. Yeah, but the people who go low, like one thing I firmly believe, I've done it before. What I firmly believe is, unless you do something just god awful to this person, if they really like are, let's say, a mature person and respectful, no matter how petty they are, there are certain things they won't talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's gonna be like, like you might talk about the way you look, you come from, but we want we're not gonna talk about your trauma. You know, I'm just we're just we're being yeah. The trauma is like way too deep to go into that. And, and I think that um, one of the biggest things that I see, like with a lot of guys is, or just people, like people over here in general, right? Like when I deal with people who are African from the continent or like, let's say even like Asian different stuff like that, that grew up there, not here, not in the Western mentality. There's not this concept of we're going to get into an argument and we're done. You know, here is like, if I don't like you, I'm blocking you and I'm leaving you alone. Right. And all and my friends got to hate you too. And all my friends have to hate you too. Whereas sometimes I'll like, cause on the outside looking in, what it looks like is like, oh, like I got into an argument with one of my friends and everybody set us down and we had to talk about it. And it was like, ah, you people are better than that. Get, mm-hmm. get along. And it's just like, 
oh, I, I don't have these kind of skills. I, I wasn't raised to have those kind of skills. So, so you, you see that like here, I think you have more to lose by being vulnerable because you don't know how to pick the right people. It's not vulnerability itself, but it's more like, like I was saying when I first started is, is it the people on the outside making you feel bad yeah. for being your true self? Or is it true yourself like, oh, I don't like this about me, so I can't tell people that thing, mm-hmm. you know? Wow, you broke that down. Yeah. Um, That's I say something, yeah. To- yeah, I, I think it's also, well, I was watching a video I think Janice said this in her most recent video. I can't oh, entirely... On the jump off? Yeah. Shout out so to Janice with the Janice. jump off. <laughs> um, I'm pretty well, sure she said this. And it really stuck with me because she posted a video that was very vulnerable. And then she posted a week, another video a week later um, saying how like she kind of was scared. It's like, what if someone could use it against her? Mm-hmm. And she was just like, but also I shouldn't give people that power to use it against me. Exactly. And that really stuck with me. I was just like, Absolutely. you're right. Cause I'm someone where I, I open up pretty easily to people and mm-hmm. stuff. And there's been a few times where I've kind of learned to regret it, but then I'm like, well, why am I giving them that power? Cause I know my weaknesses. I know my flaws. Do I like to admit it sometimes? No. <laughs> but it's all like, good <laughs> we all do it <laughs> yeah but at the end of the day like i know where my weaknesses are so you can throw them at me all you want like i know i you're not telling me anything new so it's just like how, how how's that gonna hurt me and everything so um that really stuck with me so i think it's definitely you know choosing the right people to be vulnerable too. I definitely think that is important. Um, but also not giving them the power to then take your vulnerabilities and use it as a weapon. Um, so I think that was also a good point she made. Yeah. And, uh, I, I said this on one of my episodes, you know, I saw a meme that says, you know, just know if you want to like, God, what's the name? Damn, I forgot. So pretty much it was like, if you go low, I'm going to go to hell or something like that. Something like, like <laughs> Sounds about right. I don't bother people. I this, feel so seen. Yeah, I was like, if just I forgot it was like, just so you know, if you want to do something like I'm gonna go to hell, like if you want to be petty, I'm going deep, deep down. We'll go, and that's me. I can do that. I don't wake up to do that, but I can do that. Have I done it before? Absolutely right. Because the person crossed the line, not only crossed me, but crossed people in my family and stuff. So I'm like, guess what? You are gonna go to hell. Michelle Obama says, when it go low. Go home, like Michelle. I'm sorry, I gotta hold on to this. I'm going deep, deep, deep down. Because the thing about it is, what I realized too is a lot of people have no practice with boundaries. They have practice with manipulation, right? So they might say like, "Oh, for like, for example, I saw just hilarious post this horrible thing about um how well let's just say Instagrammer if we can't say her name post this horrible thing about how like." oh, the dude fell asleep before she wanted to have sex or something like that and how she kept trying to wake him up. And, and I was I like, that's, that. that's sexual assault. Like, first of all, and you're putting this out, like, you know. So, but if a man was trying to do it, you you would very well understand. Right. Like, I remember I was at a Burner Boy. I was at, there's a Nigerian artist called Burner Boy. I'm not sure if y'all know Burner Boy, but I was at his show in Houston and he's on stage and this woman reached out and grabbed his penis. And like, they all start, and he's like trying to back up. You know, he's trying to play cool, but I was just like, we understand very clearly that if that was Beyonce on stage, we shouldn't be trying to grab her vagina. So it's oh, you like, can't even try. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to get that. This is before he got big. This is before he got really big and he had all the security. ass on the stage ones. And that was she, years ago, right? She got them together. She was like, um, 
And turn George around, I remember that video. She turned, yeah. Yep, yep. And Rihanna actually used a mic to like knock someone down. I remember that video too. <laughs> but there definitely, I feel like, is a double standard. It's like, okay, so men can't do it, but women can't. And I just don't, it, it's just I mean, like that fact. Yeah. It's like no women can can create can do sexual assault as well. Like I'm not sure if y'all saw that Bridgerton series, but there was a, a scene where yes. she assaulted him, and I was like, why is no one talking about this? This scene is wrong in every it was way. So disgust. You know, honestly, I feel like I, I did like the. I think what the show was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, and I read the books. I wanted to see if it was in the book, and it's not in the book. Oh yeah, yeah so they created it themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you know, I, I'm trying not to get disgusted by that. But going back to it, right? It's like people have when you if you don't have boundaries consistently, that's manipulation. When you have boundaries, that means you have respect for other people's boundaries, and you practice consent or that as relationships. So like, I have a friend that she'll call me, but I say, "Hey, how are you?" She's like, "Well, are you in the mood to listen?" I'm like, "Oh, actually, I'm not having the best day." Or, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm not doing anything. My son isn't with me, so we can talk about it, right? And it's, like, just that simple space. Like, and I have, like, I have a guy friend. I had a really horrible situation this morning um, with family. And, like, I have a friend that's in Dallas. He's going in. And so he picks up the phone and it's, like, goes, hey, how are you? And I know that, oh, I have the relationship with you where if you ask me, if he says he's having a bad day about work. And another thing is, like, the whole trauma Olympics. I think one of the reasons why we don't let the trauma Olympics, like it's like repeated itself every four years. Every four years. And the fact (laughs) that it's a competition, like a lot of times I'll see guys like, let's say, or even just like whatever your intersection are, whether you're a woman, whether you're male, whether you're a certain color, whether you're from a certain background, it's like, we want to compare people's problems. Like, Oh, you're upset because your iPhone screen broke, but somebody somewhere is starving. Well, the iPhone screen broke. I'm pretty upset about that. That's that's a valid, like, you can be upset valid about point. that. Yeah. You know, if you call me and, like, somebody stole my phone and your phone broke and you're mad that your phone broke, I'm not going to be like, well, my phone got stolen. So why are you mad? I'll be like, oh, damn, that sucks. Like, and I got to replace my phone too. What's going on today? Yeah, yeah, that's something I definitely have to tell people a lot whenever, because, like, I, I will say I am someone that I naturally when people are like opening up to me, I kind of naturally think of a situation where I feel similar and I'm like, oh yeah, like I've kind of felt uh, similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. to kind of, yeah, to relate and let them know they're not alone. And oftentimes there will be like, well, it's not as bad as like mine. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm not I'm trying really to relate to you. you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to relate nice. with you, you know? And I was like, the, and I have, I've had to tell friends who come to me to open up. I'm like, okay, this isn't a competition. This is, me just trying to relate with you. If you don't want me to relate and just listen, just let me know. Like, oh, I just need you to listen. I don't need you to say just anything. Just let me know. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I feel like a lot of people lack emotional like intelligence and like being aware of their emotions and like um just being aware in general and stuff. So I feel like that is also like yeah. a key factor and stuff. Yeah. So kind of like to to wrap this up, the funny that I'm actually happy you actually brought up Bridgerton because for those who've actually seen it. Uh, the Duke of Payson, you know, he had this persona where he wasn't showing any emotion or anything. He wasn't being, he was just, I hate to use the word, he, he came up like, like it was a fuckboy. That's what he looked like. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to open up. He was just kind of like closed off. And I'm like, dude, do you need a whooping or some shit like that? It's just like so many issues could have been solved if he had just said it from the beginning. <laughs> but 
But I think the important thing about you bringing that up, though, when it comes to, like, boundaries or vulnerability and stuff is that you have to be willing to, like, accept yourself mm. and know who you are. And then also, like, be like I was going to be honest about why you're doing certain things. Like, some people just do stuff on repeat, like, every single day. <laughs> they just, like, they just message girls and they just want to have sex and just want to do this and they want to do that. And then they, they get tired of like, this shit. They, they don't because they're not. T- you have to sit down and get tired. <laughs> you you have to physically sit down you know when you're running and you're running you're running you're like whoa do you sit down and you're like oh it all hits you they don't sit down <laughs> so a lot of people have to have something literally hit them like a truck hit them before they're like oh mm. man like 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 the girl in the series like i'm pretty sure he didn't like her immediately but it was more like how does this benefit me and then he had a moment where he's like oh i have feelings my dude, I haven't watched Bridgerton, so I don't. I no, that's fine. Listen, that's not like you know we're not going too deep, but you know it's just kind of like. But I feel like moving forward, though, when it comes to male vulnerability, we all play a part in it as a society, right? Because for a long time, it wasn't socially acceptable for men to show their emotions. Is this still acceptable? Is it even acceptable now? In certain, like, like she was saying, in certain cultures, maybe. Yeah. And um, so we all play a part in it. We have to start normalizing it. You know, if that's the if word. You have a son, if you have a son who naturally gravitates towards pink, or gravitates towards playing with a doll, or gravitates towards um simply just showing emotions, you just have to let let that person, you know, Eat. do it. You know, so we yeah. all we, we all play a part. We all play a part in it and we have to start normalizing it and socially accept it. And that's how, you know, and it will get that's better. On if Mary not, had a little lamb. Period. Because a lot of men that I know don't like to be vulnerable once again because they want to protect their image. You know, like they, they don't want to be seen as gay because, they, you know, they are showing emotions or they are, they are wearing certain clothes and Wearing certain clothes with fashion also is a way of expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do that because they don't want it to seem gay. So we all play a part in it sure. and we all have I to mean, be responsible and start normalizing it. That's all I say. And I, yeah. I have guy friends who are, you know, openly vulnerable and, you know, talk about their emotions and stuff. And people assume they're gay or they can't get a girlfriend because they want the girlfriend wants a strong man. So I think. I agree with yeah, you in that. Yeah. Agree with you in that. It's both on men and women, or mm-hmm. everyone. You, you know, all <clears throat> yeah. the whole spectrum. Um, because it's isn't, just isn't, you know. Isn't that, isn't that so strange though? With what you are saying, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Isn't that strange okay. with what you are saying? That a lot of people associate um, a man um, showing emotions as weakness, and weakness equals women. Isn't that isn't that strange? That's yeah. a very Western concept because, like, even when you're you talking, you didn't understand what I said. I, I think I don't think he he got it. You did you understand what I just said? No, I did. Yeah, you. Yeah, but it's it's, it's such a Western thing because I think about like when I was in Ghana, like I really like the studies of traditions, the traditional faiths, religions, guys, all that stuff, like the colors, and blue is associated with women. Blue is for femininity. Blue is for mothers, like the river, right? And then you see like the sea is green and that's for health and stuff where it's like here, you know, like I know so many guys who like love to wear yellow and love to wear pink because it looks fabulous on their skin tone. Like they're darker. So they love to wear a bold flim point and they were never conditioned like that. Oh, this is a bad thing. And so I even look at like with my grandmother and I, and my grandmother, my, my son's great grandmother, which is my grandmother. She has a hard time sometimes. She'll be like, Oh, don't let him play with that doll. And I was like, why can't he play with the doll? You know? 
And I'm like, he, if he wants to play with the dog, you know, oh, he needs to do this and that. Or, you know, he looked like earlier, he told my cousin, like my little cousin who has a lot of hair, like he does. Oh, we need to get a hairstyle. She's like, you, what you talking about a hairstyle? I'm like, he can't want to look nice. Like, you know, and I, and I think that's kind of the other thing too, is like, we're, we're so early to like categorize people. Like I always get told that, that I'm so masculine. I'm like, well, like there's, there's, there's feminine strength and there's masculine strength. Women can be strong in one way. Men can be strong in another way. Anybody can be strong in there. Everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses. So like, whereas I might not be able to open up as easily as some guys, that doesn't make me masculine or powerful. That just means yeah. maybe I need to go talk to somebody too. Like we all need to talk to somebody. Honestly. And uh, on that note, we all need to talk to somebody. Okay. I think, Therapy is actually good. Okay, y'all need to go. Go get some help. It doesn't make you weak. Because I think you know, a lot of things we do, we always want to associate like, oh, when you do this, you're weak. No, it does not. Okay, get in tune with yourself and know how it is to show emotions and different things. I just want to say thank you guys so much for joining this episode. This was like very, uh, I don't even know the word to use. It was, it was insightful. Like, I just need people to listen and listen well. Mm-hmm. And I hope this actually changes some people's perspective about how they think about weakness and all this stuff, because you, I'm not going to say the word I want to use, but listeners and viewers, thanks so much for tuning in and listening to Saturday Shade. Always remember, Saturday Shade is all about the money.